It's Monday, November the 23rd, and this is your morning briefing from The Economist, sponsored by Raytheon Technologies. Coming up, America's 12 millionth COVID-19 case and Britain's new trade deal. First, the world in brief. America starts its Thanksgiving week with 12 million confirmed cases of COVID-19. More than 100,000 new cases have been added daily for 20 days running. The country has racked up more than a quarter of its total in November alone. More than 256,000 Americans have now died of the disease. California started a curfew while other states' governors refused to consider further lockdowns. Despite the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention urging Americans to observe the holiday at home, 50 million are expected to travel. Chris Christie, a former governor of New Jersey and once Donald Trump's biggest booster, jumped ship, calling the sitting president's legal efforts to forestall defeat a national embarrassment. Twitter and Facebook confirmed that they will pass control of the presidency's official social media accounts to Joe Biden on January 20th, Inauguration Day. Mr Biden, meanwhile, started sharing glimpses of a cabinet in waiting, featuring Antony Blinken, a veteran of the Obama administration, as Secretary of State. Abiy Ahmed, Ethiopia's Prime Minister, told the Tigrayan People's Liberation Front it had 72 hours to surrender. Government troops are advancing on Mikel, the capital of Tigray region which the TPLF governs. They plan to surround the city of 500,000 with tanks and may shell it until it raises the white flag. Armed conflict broke out earlier this month. Britain and Canada agreed to a rollover trade deal that will mirror the terms of an existing agreement between Canada and the European Union when the Brexit transition period ends on December 31st. Britain has so far secured only a few post-Brexit trade agreements, but optimism is rising that it will agree one with the EU in time to avoid crashing out of the bloc without a deal. Mink have tested positive for coronavirus at a farm in France, the latest in a string of European countries in which the virus has passed from humans to the animals. Around 17 million mink will be killed in Denmark after a new strain there jumped back into humans. Scientists fear the mutated bug might be resistant to vaccines currently under development. Liu He, China's vice premier, promised a crackdown on dodgy conduct in the country's bond market. Several state-owned firms, including Yongsheng Coal and Electric Holding Group, a giant coal producer, have recently defaulted on their debt. The government said it would come down hard on fraud, including falsified disclosures, malicious transfer of assets and misappropriation of issuance funds. And the chief executive of Delta Airlines, America's second largest carrier, hinted it may order some Boeing 737 MAX airliners. Last week, regulators in America gave the green light for the aircraft to return to the skies for the first time since it was grounded in March 2019, after two crashed in Indonesia and Ethiopia and killed 346 people. And now, here's today's agenda. Certifiable. America's election results. Michigan will certify its election results today. The result of its presidential election is not in doubt. Joe Biden won the state by nearly 150,000 votes, more than 10 times Donald Trump's margin of victory four years ago. Mr. Trump has been grasping at straws to overturn that result. On Friday, he invited the top-ranking members of both houses of Michigan's state legislature to the White House, That night, the lawmakers, some of whom were photographed drinking at Mr. Trump's Washington hotel, issued a statement vowing to follow the law and saying that they had seen nothing to justify overturning their state's results. The Republican Party urged the state to delay certification to avoid feelings of distrust among Michigan's electorate, feelings that they are encouraging by spreading false rumours of chicanery. 
Pennsylvania, where Republicans are waging a similar campaign, will also certify the results today. Georgia did so on Friday. Mr. Trump is running out of road. Blanket insecurity. The South China Sea. Today, Robert O'Brien, America's national security advisor, and Filipino officials will hold talks in Manila about security cooperation in Southeast Asia. Mr. O'Brien and Vietnamese officials held similar talks in Hanoi at the weekend. America, the Philippines and Vietnam are loosely allied in their opposition to China's assertion of territorial claims in the South China Sea. But the Philippine-American military alliance has been strained in recent years by Rodrigo Duterte, the mercurial president of the Philippines, who intermittently courts Chinese favour. Yet this vague alliance, by accident or design, serves the purposes of all three countries. It makes China unsure about how forcefully it can press its stakes in the South China Sea without starting a fight and ruining its efforts to portray itself internationally as a gentle giant. The beginning of the end. Rolling out COVID-19 vaccines. Pfizer and BioNTech, two pharmaceutical firms, applied on Friday to drug regulators around the world for permission to use their COVID-19 vaccine outside of trials using an emergency use authorization. Although it is unclear how long regulators will take to consider the efficacy and safety data from trials, the firms are able to distribute vaccines within hours of being given the green light to do so. In America, the Food and Drug Administration's Vaccine Advisory Committee will meet to discuss Pfizer's between December 8th and 10th. The agency has to consider how the risks of expanding the use of a relatively new vaccine stack up against the risk of allowing the virus to spread unchecked. It is likely that regulators there and everywhere will give permission, but with strings attached. These could involve restricting any vaccinations to high-risk people, requiring the firms to monitor recipients for side effects, and even to run further trials. Here we go again. Europe's double-dip downturn. Today's IHS market Eurozone's purchasing managers' indices are likely to confirm the downward trend in European economic activity that began last month. Measures to contain a second surge in COVID-19 infections have forced many businesses in the bloc's dominant service sector to limit operations. The damage caused by the second wave of lockdowns is expected to be less severe than that of the first. Unlike in the spring, schools, factories and shops remain open in Germany and other countries. However, the region is still on track for its first double-dip recession in nearly a decade, which few economists had expected earlier this year. Forecasters now expect the euro area's economy to shrink by 2.5% in the final quarter of 2020. The bloc was already on the brink of recession before the pandemic struck, thanks in part to Brexit, trade tensions and sagging diesel car sales. But it was COVID-19 that pushed it over the brink. In the dock Sarkozy on trial. Of all the judicial investigations into Nicolas Sarkozy, none has yet resulted in a trial, until now. Today, the former French president is due in court on charges of corruption and influence peddling. Mr. Sarkozy is accused of offering to help a public prosecutor secure a promotion in return for leaking information about a separate criminal investigation. The case emerged when investigators tapped Mr Sarkozy's phone while looking into allegations that Muammar Gaddafi, the former Libyan leader, financed the French candidate's campaign in 2007. Mr Sarkozy has denied all charges. A handful of other cases against him have collapsed. Charges were dropped in two of them. In the Libyan financing case, a key witness, Ziad Takidin, had just contradicted his original claim. And today's trial may be suspended before it begins.
if one of his co-accused pleads time on medical grounds. Finally, here's the quote of the day from George Eliot, who was born on November 22nd, 1819. The blessed work of helping the world forward happily does not wait to be done by perfect men. That's it from The Economist Morning Briefing, available every weekday and on Saturdays. You can hear interviews and analysis from our journalists, including our current affairs podcast, The Intelligence, by searching for The Economist on your podcast app or asking your smart speaker to play the latest Economist radio podcast. And as a subscriber, you have access to each week's full edition in audio. Just download The Economist app on your mobile device to start listening.